This is the Fail Fast Podcast. Stories of entrepreneurs who looked at failure in the eyes and didn't give up. With your host, the online sales master, Quinn Amorum. Welcome to the show, my friends. Today, I have a special treat for the ladies. Alexis Jane is here with me today, and she's an uplifting and inspiring coach and best-selling author who specializes in helping women to stand in their power, working with clients on issues of blockage, hesitation, and procrastination. This is something fantastic. I wish you would work with men as well about this. Alexis gently helps them shift their mindset and break through those blockages, often with a dramatic effect in their business and personal life. Alexis, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure. So like I said, you work with women, but is that only with women? I mainly work with women. If there's a man that would like to work with me and is ready to drop the ego and jump straight into it, yes, I love working with men as well. But mainly mainly it's women because I've found that women, um, I resonate a lot more with women because I've been through a lot of the challenges that a lot of women have been through and working with men. I haven't really been through any of their challenges to really be able to resonate with it. So I, yeah, mainly work with women. Gotcha. Okay. So I um, just thinking to myself, I can guess what some of those challenges are. Uh, and right now we're in 2020. Are there still people out there with the mentality that women don't belong in business or that they're inferior or people by now already realized it's, it's actually the opposite? I'm not too sure if I think it's the opposite. I think it's what you believe and what you've been brought up with and it's your belief systems. So there was a long time where I believed that business was a very man's world and sales was a very man's world. And I know that there's people out there that still have the segregation between that. And I think it's something that's starting to shift and starting to move into there's a lot of women that have massively wildly successful businesses and they are massively inspiring to myself. And I think that, yeah, things are starting to shift and change, but I still think that there is that segregation depending on how you were brought up. I think that until you start opening up and becoming awakened to everyone can do everything, it's not mm-hmm. a man's or a woman's world. It is if you decide that that's what you want to do and you believe that you can do it, you can do it regardless of male or female. Okay, gotcha. So you did say something that makes total sense to me now is the way you were brought up. And I was brought up, well, my mom was the entrepreneur, right? So oh. my my dad had his farm and he worked for himself, but it was, you know, farming. And, and my mom was the entrepreneur. She still is. Uh, and she still has a couple of, stores that you know, she she manages and so that is perfectly true uh, and that may be the reason why i personally thought that women in business are more effective and it's probably from growing up watching that and learning that so it makes total sense now yeah so i was brought up with my dad being the entrepreneur and running businesses and my mom was a stay-at-home mom and looked after myself and my three sisters and that was my mom's decision to stay at home and not continue her career. So that was just, just, that was what she decided back then. So my sisters and us watched mum and were like, "Mm." we like, we love that mum was at home and was able to do those things for us, but we were all quite driven as individuals to do something different from what that was to 
shine our own lights within ourselves as women and stand up and say we can run our own businesses. That's perfect. And so what is one of the, one of the biggest things that are, that's holding women back right now from reaching their goals? Well, it comes down to exactly what we're just talking about just then is about belief systems and where you and how you grew up and and your environment that you're around. But one of the biggest things that's holding women back is themselves and the stories that they keep telling themselves around. I'm a single mom or I'm a mother or I'm a woman. I can't do this. I need to get a job and this is what needs to happen. And it comes down to confidence and really stepping up and stepping out and judgment. What will people think if I decide to do this? Massive, and it's and it's more the judgment on themselves than other people's judgment. But they create a story within their head that it's other people's judgment other than their own. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so you picked uh, to specifically coach uh, women. What was the main reason for it? The main reason. So my background's personal training, hospitality, and real estate. A little bit. <laughs> um, mm-hmm different industries however I love working with people and I love helping people and when I was working in the personal training industry I worked with both men and women and I found that I was getting better results with the women and the men for some reason I just didn't resonate with them and and that's okay so then when I started getting into coaching I really could dig deeper with women I did try to do both men and women um but I found working with women, they jump straight into it. I was seeing results a lot faster than what I was seeing when I was working with the male, um, with my male clients because they, it took around four to five sessions before they actually started digging deeper into what was keeping them blocked opposed to women. We were jumping straight into it and within the first week we were seeing um, massive results and one of my clients within the first week of us working together, she tripled her income, tripled her sales, um, her sales calls and was getting huge results. And when I was working with a male client, it took me, or it took us together working collectively around five sessions to actually really uncover what was actually happening within his business, within himself, to be able to expand, to create more space for more goodness to come into his world. So I just find it a lot more fun to work with women personally. Yeah, nice. And so... Well, what qualifies you to help these these women or men or whoever it is that you are helping? So growing up, as I said earlier, I'm one of four girls and it's always been not competitive, but we are all competitive in a certain light. Um, but we all are really super close and we all love each other and all three of my sisters are entrepreneurs and have their own businesses. Um, but... I went through a separation with my husband and so we were together for seven years. We got married, we had a beautiful little girl and then two years after we had her, um, our marriage started to break down. And on that path, I went through depression, anxiety, got an antidepressant tablets, got any anxiety and it wasn't who I was and I started going and seeing psychologists, psychiatrists, counsellors and I was quite stuck in my story. And I wasn't moving forward. I'm like, I don't want to keep repeating my story. I don't want to keep repeating exactly what's gone on. How do I move out of this? How do I shift out of this? And this is something that I don't recommend to anybody. Um, But I took myself off antidepressants without going through the doctor's system. And I just exercised like an absolute maniac just to get and sweat out the tablets that I had within my system. And on that journey, I found life coaching. 
And through life coaching, I found a two-day personal development course, which I didn't even know existed. When I did that, did hit, um, did meditation, did these different kind of exercises, which I didn't even know was out there. So it opened up my whole world to a different light. And then after that weekend, I was asked to work at the personal development company. And from being there, I got exposed to kinesiology, NLP, timeline, all these different modalities that I would never have been able to see unless I'd made those decisions for myself. Like I said, not recommended doing what I did, but it was the decision that I'd made for myself at that present moment and it changed my world forever. So I can really resonate with my clients when they're going through challenging times because I've been, I've been there. Nice. So I, I, I personally don't suffer from depression and anxiety. So I know people that are outside, it's very hard to understand this, but my wife does. So what was like, you, you mentioned that it was exercise and meditation of, of all of those. What do you think was like the most powerful one that actually was helping you? I really think it's a combination. I don't think it's just one thing, but it's also environment and the willing to do the work and having that support network around you. I have amazing, beautiful friends that held me up when I was in my lowest, lowest times. And I guess one of my pivotal moments was I woke up on the floor in my house with a suicide note next to me and I'd taken all these pills and drank a lot of alcohol and I was like, hang on a second, this is not me. This is, this is not who I am. What has to change now? So I made that decision and committed to myself that something had to change and I had to do the work. So doing the, and when you hear people saying doing the work, what does that actually mean? So doing journaling and getting noise out of your head. So we have quite a lot of noise that happens within our head Mm -hmm. and we create stories. And when you can talk about it until you get blue in the face about what's going on, but when you actually start writing it down onto a piece of paper and you allow it just to flow through your body, you're actually allowing it to come out of your system. You're allowing it to come out onto paper and you get to see what that looks like that's coming out. And it doesn't need to make any sense whatsoever that's coming out. And one of the things that really shifted and changed for me, I guess, um, I was listening to Tony Robbins. There was something of Tony Robbins I was listening to. And he started talking about conscious questions. How often are you asking yourself a conscious question? I was like, oh, this is a little bit powerful. So after I did my journaling, I started asking myself a powerful question of how do I want to show up today for myself? How do I want to show up today for my daughter? How do I want to show up today for just being me and having fun? And it wasn't anything about money. It wasn't about abundance. It wasn't about anything other than how am I going to feel today and how can I give somebody else love and share that with them? And since doing that consistently every day, I do my journaling and I'll ask myself a conscious question and the question could range from, like I said before, how do I want to show up today for myself, others, my daughter, or it could be what has to happen today for me to be my best self or what has to happen today for me to have the best day that I could possibly have. And when you start writing it, your higher self flows through you and words just come out. It's quite magical when you actually allow yourself to do that. And it doesn't take that long, anywhere between 15 minutes to 30 minutes. Nice. You know, I'm, I'm taking notes here as you're speaking because this is fascinating and, and this is very helpful, uh, not just 
not just for uh, that I'm going to give this to my, to my wife, of course, to listen, but for, <laughs> for others that are listening that uh, because from what I know, uh, depression could be a lonely place, right? You could be surrounded by people and still feel lonely because you're not understood. So when you're speaking, there could be people that are like uh, feeling what you're saying and, okay, maybe this will help me. So I'm really taking notes right now. That's fantastic. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Alexis, there was something I saw that you posted that uh, was also something very fascinating for me. And it was what mask you are wearing. So I'm not, I'm not sure if you remember the post of what mask you're wearing. And this was, it's something that I, I think is very fascinating because I love the idea that most people are wearing a mask uh, at almost almost every time or almost always. And I think it's almost near impossible to not wear one. There's actually a good book about this. It's The Mask of Masculinity, uh, Masculinity by Lewis Howes. And uh, I, I also, I think he's fantastic too. I actually invited him to come on the show. He didn't, he didn't accept yet, but... Um, <laughs> I love him. I love him. Yes. <laughs> I think he's fantastic as well. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and so I saw that you had that post about the mask and, the, you know, judgment masks and happiness, the, the illusions that we try to present to others. So do you think it's, it's possible to go without wearing a mask? Yeah. You think so? I do think so. And that's when owning who you are and having full confidence within yourself and for a very 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 long time I wore the mask of I have confidence and every now and then I still have that lack of confidence and have that stuff going on with inside of me and I feel quite shaky when I'm putting myself out there and doing something that could be quite scary and putting on this happy mask of so one of the things that really drew me to write that post was can't remember what year it was now but my appendix almost burst and as I did I went to Dr Google and I thought that I had inflamed intestines and for three weeks I'd had gastro and I'd been quite ill leading up to this point and I was at work and I'd messaged my boss and I said look I'm just done with this what like do you have any kind of remedy and her background's she was, her mum was from Bulgaria. And so she brought in some home remedies that her mum would normally have. It was, I don't even know what it was. It was some sort of dried plant. She said, have it with hot water. And I said, okay. So I drank that. And I guess that kind of elevated what was going on, but it was going to happen anyway. But internally I was holding my stress. And still to this day, if I'm internally holding my stress and I'm not aware of what's going on, I will still get pain where my appendix were. My appendix have now been taken out. Um, but that night I was still putting on a mask that I'm okay. My, I had skinny jeans on. I'd had to undo my pants at work, put a big T-shirt on. so that nobody. And I was like walking around. And a week later when I went back to work, after I'd had my appendix out or two weeks later, whenever it was, one of the clients said to me, you were grey. Like your whole body was just ill. And I was like, that was really nice that you told me on the night. She goes, I couldn't tell you because <laughs> I felt quite, we, we don't really kind of have that relationship. <laughs> but now knowing what had gone on. So in regards to wearing a mask, it's something that people put on so that they don't feel judged. 
they put a mask on so that they they can be liked and a lot of people who are putting on a mask want to be they want to people please they want to please other people and they're not pleasing themselves so when they get home they're feeling lonely they're feeling empty because no one's reciprocating what it is that they would like them to reciprocate but they're actually not asking for what they actually want because their lack of self-confidence within themselves but they also don't want to stand up and say hey I've got depression hey I've got anxiety hey I'm on tablets to help me work through this can we have a discussion can we talk about these things and I think that mental health is starting to become more aware of what's going on around that but I still think that there's a lot that's not being seen or being able to feel comfortable and safe in a safe place to have those conversations and express the emotions that are going on. Okay, nice. And now uh, going back to the way we started, uh, when I mentioned that you were talking with clients, uh, or I mean, you help your clients with blockage, hesitation, procrastination. And I got excited right away when, when I saw that. And there, those three plus one more that I think is focus. Uh, it is my personal opinion is that if you can master those, I think it's more than eighty percent of the success formula. If you're in business and you can, if you can stay focused, not having hesitation and procrastination, uh, I feel like that is. 80% of success, then you just have to do the other 20 and it becomes easy. Uh, so, I mean, if that is true, and if, like I said, this is a personal opinion, but if that is true and you're doing this for your customers, I don't doubt that it is working for them. Uh, is that is that something that you, you've experienced too, that like by, by fixing the blockages, procrastination, that must be the biggest one, procrastination. Uh, does that repair everything? It does. And so shifting from the mindset of working for a employee, sorry, an employer, so being an employee and shifting over into the entrepreneurial space, it's, it's learning about closing the gap from, so when you're at a job, you have tasks that you need to get done and you have a higher body or a higher person that you need to report to. And then when you go out on your own, that, oh, hang on a second. I only report to myself. I have no accountability. I have nothing to tick off and I have nobody asking me for a deadline unless you put yourself a deadline that is in regards to having a client doing well, whatever you needed to do for your client whatsoever. And so when it comes to working for yourself, and this is one of the biggest things. So when I first started my journey with going out on my own and doing my coaching, um, before I jumped on the call, I was really feeling into this and I was having a little chuckle with myself because I still find this really quite funny. Um, I had no idea how I was going to coach people. I had no idea how little old me over here could help people shift and change their mindset. Even though I had done it for myself and I, I did all the learnings and I had all the tools, I had everything in my back pocket to be able to help somebody, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to package up a program to be able to help somebody. So I, I ended up hiring a coach and we put together this program and I couldn't think of anything other than charging such a low, low ticket. So I charged 260 Australian dollars for a six week program one-on-one. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So when we talk about confidence and procrastination, I went out there and I just got six clients because that was my goal. Go get six clients. We're doing six weeks with them, $260 per person. And I struggled to even ask for $260. Now my pricing now is well above that, but that was five years ago. So I've shifted and moved through that. But in regards to procrastination, if you're procrastinating, procrastinating, you actually don't have a, a solid plan and sectioning off time to get those things done. So you don't need to work 80 hours a week to be successful. As long as you're working four solid hours that has structure to it per day in your own business and then going out and having fun, your business is going to work depending on what you're doing in business. But I know for my business, if I do four hours of solid work, that's I don't overthink it. I don't procrastinate. I just get the job done. I do my reach outs. I do the things that need to get done. You make money. It's easy and it's fun. And you make it fun for yourself. I think procrastination is fear-based and it's something that happens when you're not organised at the end of the day. And I know that I've gone into massive procrastination and Mm. fear and overwhelm because I haven't been organised within myself or within my business for what's my next step. And as soon as I either hire a coach or I get myself sorted and organised, everything starts to shift and change. And I, then I can, as soon as I can clock off, I clock off and then that's my time to be with my daughter and my loved ones and my family. Beautiful. Beautiful. And you mentioned how fear is managing that. I don't know who said this, but um, there's a saying that too many of us are living our fears instead of living our dreams. And it's so true because when you, you, you have a fear, that's what you're focused on. And you rather focus on, on, on your fear, which is something that you don't want, than the things that you do want. And people get lost. Unfortunately, that's how human brain works. But uh, talk about change, change makers. Change makers. You became a best-selling author not too long ago with, with your book, Change Makers. Can you tell us a bit about the book? I did. So Changemakers is an um, expiring, inspiring. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently I can't speak today. Changemakers is an inspiring personal stories from 20 other female, oh, sorry, 19 other females that were in the book, entrepreneurs on their success stories and how they became an entrepreneur and what, what their backgrounds is, their fears, their insecurities and triumphs throughout um throughout the book so the lady is emma hamlin anyway emma reached out to me and said would you like to be in this book the only challenge is everybody else has had a lot longer than what you have you have 10 days to get your pages your your words you know it interesting well my goal this year was to be featured in a book or to create a book and it's now the end of the year and i have 10 days so why not? So I jumped in and I created 3,000 words to do my chapter for the book within 10 days. And I had to get a girlfriend who is a copywriter to help me to, um, I failed at school in English and, but I wrote my story and she helped me create it so that it would be amazing in the book. Um, So it's all my words, but she's just cleaned it up for me. And it was a really interesting experience to sit there and really go through where I have come from to where I am right now with all of my challenges condensed and putting in the main parts of what that was 
within the book. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I learned from this book. And it's one thing that I think that a lot of people forget to do is to look at where you've actually come from to where you are right now. Like what are the things that you've had to overcome, move through, work through? Who are the people that you've met along your journey to get to where you are right now, this present moment when you're listening to this podcast? Like where are you right now from where you have been? Like what what has shifted and changed and what are the experiences that you've gone through? And then where are you now? Where do you want to go? And really focusing on what it is that you actually want to have. So doing change makers was a huge, I guess, sticking point for me to really sit there and actually watch where I'd been and come like where I'd been from, sorry, and have come to and watching all the other women within the book with their stories and what they're up to as well. And it's just, it's super inspiring. Amazing. Um, I'm going to have that uh, put on the show notes, a link to the book is on Amazon, I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll have a, have a link to, uh, to the book on Amazon and uh, everybody can check it out. And besides that, when the female audience or male audience, if they want to reach you and find out and work with you, uh, where can they find you, Alexis? They can find me on Facebook at Alexis Jane. And they can also find me on Instagram at the Alexis Jane. Perfect. I will have, uh, I'll also have those on the show notes so people can, uh, can check it out here. Perfect. And I also invite, the listeners, if they do want to reach out to me and send me through a personal message, if they've got some things going on, I'd love to be able to have a conversation or just a message back and forth just to be able to help them as well. Perfect. There you go. You heard Alexis. So if you, if you need some support, go ahead, message Alexis, and uh, I'll probably get my, my wife to get in touch with you, Alexis. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. It was a pleasure having you here, and uh, I bet you're going to help a lot of people. So thank you very much. Thank you for having me here. It's been wonderful. Thanks for subscribing to Fail Fast Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and visit failfastpodcast.com for show notes, Quinn's social media, or even to tell us your story.